politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to guard our liberties, our right to breathe freely, much less do anything else freely in this country. This is your host, Daniel Horowitz, back in the house here on Tuesday, May 25th, a very auspicious day. That, of course, was the day in 1787 that our forefathers convened in Philadelphia. They began that hot, humid, long summer convention that forged a country that has now been destroyed, rotted out from within the values, the law, the culture, the politics. It is done with. It is done with, but the question is, what are we going to do and who's going to do it? in our time, to forge a new convention. It is not going to be the same as last time where we're going to fix an entire country. But it's going to take place in isolated areas, school boards, county officials, sometimes gubernatorial elections, state legislators. This is what we're doing, forming our Liberty Strike Force teams of Minutemen in all states that we can Um, We're sending out letters later today, hopefully in West Virginia, South Carolina, and Alabama, today or tomorrow. Um, Let me know if you are in a state where I have not mentioned or spoken about until now and you want to be a team leader. Um, You could send me an email, dharowitz at blazemedia.com. Tell me about yourself, and and we can get that off the ground. But the point is we need to understand that what we're doing is not working. The lies have permeated society too much and too severely with too grave of a consequence to save this country and the whole country in a traditional way. Proverbs 12, 22, false lips are an abomination of the Lord. But they're an abomination precisely because they work. We're going to talk about today, first half of the show, just how devastating some of these lies are. And the need to understand that everything you hear, that the political class, the ruling class, suddenly circles the wagons around, just know it is all built on a lie. Every single sentence that they've ever put out on COVID is a lie. Everything. And you know what? It's not even the Wuhan lab thing. Everyone's obsessed with that now, and it's kind of surprising. We we knew that all along. The bigger scandal is not so much that this virus originated in China, in a Chinese lab. It's that it has turned America into China and has turned us all into a bunch of lab rats. That is the bigger issue. However this started or didn't get started, it's our reaction to it. That is the bigger scandal. The lies that they have told. You know, I'm looking around, I'm seeing where I am. It's gotten so bad that the people are even worse than the government. The government had to ease off the masks here in order to boost the the vaccines and their cronies. But, you know, you go almost anywhere here, we're the only ones not wearing it. Even after they allow you to do that, to breathe freely. So... We got a lot of work to do, and again, that's why I need you guys to join our Strikeforce teams. The website is officially ready. Um, 
we will have a normal.com website up later this week. I will let you know on that. Um, but folks, in order to see through lies, you actually need 2020 vision. You need a new pair of glasses that actually works for you and actually will not give your hard-earned money to liberal companies. I'm sure most uh, eyeglass makers you know, are part of the cartel, but Better Spectacles is different. They're offering authentic German-engineered Rodenstock eyewear for the first time in the U.S. Rodenstock is a 144-year-old company, was the gold standard with over 500 patents. Ronald Reagan even wore Rodenstock glasses. They're expert opticians specialized in difficult prescriptions, astigmatisms, um, those who experience problems with progressives. Uh, that, those, those are the eyeglasses, not just um, the leftists. Uh, technology has certainly caught up with your prescriptions. Go Specs lenses from Rodenstock uses advanced algorithms um, to give you more energy, no neck strain, and the ability to see up to 40% better. So here's what I need you to do. Go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative to schedule a teleoptical appointment. That way you don't even have to leave your house and go and wear a diaper on your face. You receive the same expert consultation as if you were sitting right there in the store. They're offering my audience an introductory 61% off their Go Specs lenses plus free handcrafted Rodenstock frames. Just visit betterspectacles.com slash conservative to actually start seeing with 2020 vision. Now, folks, just how much is everything a lie? Just seeing today, Moderna comes out with their news. I love this. The vaccine is 100% effective. <laughs> For children 12 to 17. I mean, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna lie and and you know tamper with our willing suspension of disbelief, come on, make it something like 94%. It's a hundred percent effective. I mean, like, dude, when do we ever have the foxes guarding the hen house? They get to do their own studies on themselves. Um, and we're supposed to believe that. It, it, this is beyond a joke at this point. But here they are, because it's an entire untapped resource. And they know that children don't really decide for themselves. They know that a bunch of the school systems are going to basically force it on them or use the mask mandate for next year as leverage against it. If you want to breathe freely, here's what you need to do. So it's a great scam. Everything they have done, just so you know, with somewhat easing on the masks, is all to shift the balance of the tyranny to their cronies and big pharma and shift it onto the vaccine. That's that's why they're shoving it on children, even though they would be the last people, the first people you would ditch the mask mandate for. That's why they're denying natural immunity. Every word is a lie, and the fact that this was how the virus was created in the lab or not in the lab is actually the least consequential of all the lies, in my view. It's the other stuff we need to focus on. Again, this is the stuff people don't even hear. This is from Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. Good news, mild COVID-19 induces lasting antibody protection. Months after recovering from mild doses, cases of, of COVID, people still have immune cells in their body pumping out antibodies against the virus. Um, according to researchers at Washington University School, School of Medicine, St. Louis, such cells could persist for a lifetime, churning out antibodies all the while. 
The findings published May 24th in the journal Nature suggest that mild cases of COVID-19 leave those infected with lasting protection. And this is where we are. The public is doesn't know this. And this is in the in the literature, even with all of the censorship. And I know a lot of people have tried to get stuff published, and they make it very difficult. This is a very important statement. Last fall, there were reports that antibodies wane quickly after infection with the virus that causes COVID-19, and mainstream media interpreted that to mean that immunity was not long-lived, says senior author Ali... Elabedi, PhD, and associate professor of pathology and immunology of medicine and of molecular microbiology. But that's a misinterpretation of the data. It's normal for antibody levels to go down after acute infection, but they don't go down to zero. They plateau. Here we find antibody-producing cells in people 11 months after the first symptoms. These cells will live and produce antibodies for the rest of people's lives. That's the thing. It's not like, oh, the titers are down. I, I've, I've mentioned this before. Whenever we've discussed this in any other context before viruses were used as a tool for tyranny, everyone always understood that to the extent things wane, it's with vaccines, hence the term booster shot. That's why during the outbreak two years ago of measles, they were telling people if you were born between a certain time when they're only giving you maybe one shot of, of MMR, people, people around my age, I think, they said you you might you know, it's a good idea to get another MMR but people my parents age people that got measles you know 60 to 70 years ago 60 to 70 years ago they said you were fine yet here we have vaccines that at best you could test 5 months of efficacy and they're like just because you got natural immunity you should still get the vaccine because it's longer-lasting protection. What? We don't have any evidence of that. And in fact, they're telling us you're going to need a booster shot, whereas here we have study after study after study. Any study that has looked at, at this have shown that they last forever. That's the story. This is basic. Yeah, I mean, you guys knew this already, but during a viral infection, antibody-producing immune cells rapidly multiply and circulate in the blood, driving antibody levels sky high. Once the infection is resolved, most such cells die off and blood antibody levels drop. A small population of antibody-producing cells called long-lived plasma cells migrate to the bone marrow and settle in where they continually secrete low levels of antibodies into the bloodstream to help guard against another encounter with a virus. It's that simple. It is that simple, folks. It's like a military. If you have a superior military, you don't always have to have it built up at the, at the line of scrimmage. You have that deterrent always there that if you need it, you bring it out. That's what the body does. And by the way, they're, they're talking about, they're not even talking about T-cells. They're talking about the inherent B-cells in the bo bone marrow that could always give off antibodies. So this is not even a T-cell study. So um, that is their story there. And these were all people with mild cases. Mild cases. The only people who wouldn't be immune are those that you know never had symptoms and never had the virus either, that it, they got like a false positive PCR test. But if you know you had the virus, you have greater protection than the vaccines convey. 
Why would they lie about this? I think we know why they would lie about this. This is a dastardly lie and misinformation. But it's working. It's working. Everywhere. Someone sent me a note that in Garland, Texas, he was waiting for a government-issued ID, and the governor said you don't have to wear a mask, so he didn't. And no one forced him to, but he said he was the only one. Maybe in other red areas, red states, they are taking it off, and there's reports of that. Certainly where I am, the lies have worked. Which is why it's time we inoculate ourselves against the lies by understanding, I'm giving you guys a booster shot right now. As compelling as the theatrics look, understand that everything you hear, and the more you hear it, the more it's a lie. Now, often we actually read too much online, harm our eyes and everything, which is why sometimes I just like to unplug, put on my Raycon earbuds, wireless earbuds, listen to your favorite podcast like this one, listen to music, chill out. With the summer weather coming, people like to enjoy time outdoors, go jogging, but whether it's for work or play, we are going to be on the move this summer. When you're on the move, you want wireless earbuds. Raycon has you covered. Now, the thing I like about Raycon is, first of all, they last a long time. Like, even when I forget to recharge them, they, they have 24-hour battery life and portability. Um, they have seamless Bluetooth pairing, which I often have problems with, like with my car and other products. So this, this has worked out great. They have a lot of stylish colors, um, customizable gel tips, and they happen to fit amazingly. I can never get that with my earpiece when I do um, TV, but these things really do fit nicely. Um, they are offering 15% off all their products, not just their earbuds for my listeners. If you guys go to buyraycon, that's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash conservative, You'll get 15% off your entire order. Grab a pair, grab a spare for a friend. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash conservative. That's buyraycon.com slash conservative. So we have the lie of natural immunity. Okay, that's been debunked. Then we have the lie of masking. You know, someone was passing around a picture at jury duty they're forcing people to wear these clear like they look like these plastic bags that you put on your face so it was clear because they wanted to see you talk i guess in the 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 jury interrogation but it, it was like putting a plastic bag on you now the only reason you don't suffocate is because guess why they the 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 molecules go out to sides which is why they don't work So this lie is still continuing in a lot of settings, dangerous settings. A couple of my buddies put out, uh, some of you might have seen this. If not, it's worth hearing this. January 27th, 2020. Okay, we knew that's when we knew about the virus. They started talking about it mainly in the media that week. But no one ever thought this is what we're going to end liberty, the Constitution, mental health, emotional health, freedom as we know it. Slate Magazine, one of the most liberal magazines out there. You could Google it. Slate titled, Do Surgical Masks Stop the Coronavirus? 
And this is what happens before an issue becomes political. We tend to be pretty logical creatures and act out of logic, not fear and panic. Here's what they wrote. As the coronavirus continues to spread, a scramble for surgical masks is already underway. On Sunday, a Chinese official warned of a severe mass shortage in the country. Lunar uh, New Year festivals over the weekend saw revelers far from Wuhan, the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak, donning masks. Um, but do these masks offer effective protection against coronavirus? In 2003, John Cohn wrote that the SARS virus, a type of coronavirus that is just 100 nanometers in size, can easily pass through such barriers. The same goes for the flu at 80 to 120 nanometers. While the size of the new virus is currently unknown, human coronaviruses are generally about 125 nanometers, and it turns out they could be less now that we know it's, it's about you know 100, which is 0.1 microns. Basically, what they do is they reprint the following article written in 2003 during the SARS-1 epidemic by the same author, John Cohen of Slate. The dramatic photos, again, this is talking about SARS-1. The dramatic photos of surgical masked people walking the streets of Asian cities hit by severe acute respiratory syndrome pose the question, do the masks offer them any meaningful protection against the disease? Viruses, including the coronavirus that scientists believe may be the cause of SARS, are so tiny that they can easily pass through such barriers. Several studies have um, even shown that surgical masks fail to prevent transmission of the much larger microbacterium, tuberculosis, or right, that's a bacteria, which is much larger. While CDC advised that people who have SARS wear these masks, they do not even recommend them for people in contact with those patients unless the infected person can't wear one. Wearing surgical masks outdoors where the virus-laden particles easily disperse has even less value. And there we are. Now, CDC does advise healthcare workers working with SARS patients wear a special mask called an N95 respirator. So first of all, it was only if you're working with a SARS patient and then you have to wear an N95. The other stuff they knew was garbage. But even these masks offer limited protection from coronaviruses. The name of the mask says it all. The 95 means the mask is properly, if properly fitted. And that fit factor presents a big if can filter out particles down to 0.3 microns 95% of the time. But again, human coronaviruses measure between 0.1 and 0.2 microns, which is one to two times below the cutoff. University of Cincinnati's Sergey uh, Grinchpin has studied N95 respirators and says it all comes down to the collection efficacy. N95 is made by different manufacturers, have different collection of fit, uh, efficiencies below the 0.3 cutoff. In other words, one company's mask, if properly fitted, might filter out 92% of coronaviruses, while another might catch only 50%. That is the story. Any mask, he closes with this, any mask clearly wards off one bug fear. But confoundingly, the sight of so many people wearing masks also spreads fear. And there's no measure of collection efficacy or fit factors that can help humans out of that pickle. John Cohn, Slate Magazine, 2003. It is all a lie. And we saw that. I've talked to you before about this, how in Australia, they were actually fining mask manufacturers for insinuating or implying that masks worked against SARS. 
that's when we actually followed the science for real. There's another study out from Brown University, very large sample size, where they studied COVID case rates among student and staff in schools in Florida, New York, and Massachusetts. Tremendous amount of data in there. A very, very large sample size. What did they find? They found ventilation upgrades work, which we always knew. Um, although ventilation upgrades are correlated with lower rates in Florida, but not in New York, whatever. But then they conclude we do not find any correlation with mask mandates. Later on in the study, they were like, well, it doesn't mean that they can't work. <laughs> you know, they have to always put that in there in order to get anything published, although this is a preprint. It is not um, published in a journal. It is a preprint at MedRx um, COVID-19 Mitigation Practices and COVID-19 Rates in Schools, Brown University. Again, you could check it out there. So again, one after another, we have been lied to. Lied and lie and lie and lie. There are no end or is no end to the lies. You have to understand that everything you hear henceforth is a lie. By the way, you know what else they're lying about? This from the AP yesterday. People fully vaccinated against COVID-19 can largely skip getting tested for the virus, CDC says, in major change. Federal health officials' new more relaxed recommendations on masks have all but eclipsed another major change in guidance from the government. Fully vaccinated Americans can largely skip getting tested for coronavirus. CDC said last week that most people have received the full course of shots and have no COVID symptoms don't need to be screened for the virus even if exposed to someone infected. Interesting. I guess the vaccine lobby has more power than the testing lobby now. Well, Daniel, they, 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 they could only get it asymptomatically, so it's not a problem. Okay, so any asymptomatic infection is not a problem then, not just if you're vaccinated. Notice how they're willing to now follow the science for the vaccine companies. Isn't that interesting? Everything is a political science. The political science works out. Okay, that is not vexing here. The, 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 the political science makes sense. It is very consistent. Obviously, if you try to build it on science, it's not. But don't worry, they will try to work it back in. They needed to relax the masking in order to play up the vaccine. But this is from Fox News. This is Tyler Olson. Despite CDC mask guidance, Biden admin may still issue workplace mandate. OSHA may still issue a workplace mask mandate consistent with a January executive order from Biden. Despite CDC's guidelines, that vaccinated Americans do not need to wear masks. Um, and this is from, who is this? White House Secretary Jen Psaki said at the time that the White House was giving OSHA Time to get it right, to ensure it's right. So they are basically now trying to mandate it at work. Now, my prediction is they're going to mandate it for people not vaccinated. They're going to leverage it against that. Because otherwise, again, they're going to nuke the vaccine. Notice it's all about the vaccine. 
100% effective. While natural infection, oh no, no, that, that, that doesn't really give you long-lasting immunity. And then you have all the censorship. You know, we're at a point in this country where you cannot get the truth out. So you only have the liars and we can't get the truth out. Yesterday, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, signed a bill that will fine social media companies for censoring people, you know, especially campaigns or censoring one campaign, deplatforming people. And again, as I've said many times before, these people are government actors. They're acting on the, you know, on behalf of the government. We have anti-discrimination laws for everything under the sun, even when there's good reasons to deny a service, but you can't do it because there's protected classes. Now we have what I call under-protected classes, the expendables, you and me, where they can do anything they want to you. Even something that's the equivalent of like public roads, they could block you off of it. So no, we're not going to go for that. Because this is headed in a very dangerous place. America is not the only one doing this. This is from the quint.com. Journal, journalist's arrest for speaking about cow dung sparks outrage. I'm not kidding you. A journalist from Impal, Manipur, um, I can't pronounce his name, Kishore Chandra Wangkim was recently arrested for a post on his Facebook wall where he commented on the death of a BJP leader due to COVID-19. Basically, um, I guess the province's president, Tikendra Singh, succumbed to COVID-19 on Thursday. Um, And... Basically, he was making fun out of, he said, cow dung, cow cow urine didn't work. Um, His comments came after a lot of claims by various leaders that emphasized the effectiveness of cow dung and cow urine against COVID-19. So I guess in India, the cow dung and the cow urine is our equivalent of the mask and the vaccine. You cannot speak evil of it. You cannot speak evil of it. Truly unbelievable. Truly unbelievable. But that's coming to America too. The the deplatforming is working hand in hand with criminalization as well. They're acting on behalf of government. And we need to head this off as quickly as we can. So kudos to the Florida governor for doing that. The bottom line is that when you have such sadistic lies that affect the most intimate beings of a human being, like your nose and your mouth. We cannot rest. We cannot become complacent. Oh, you know, it's going away. No. There will be a special legislative session in every state to deal with redistricting. I'm going to ask our Liberty Strike Force teams to meet with their conservative reps and say, wait a minute, a special session is usually for an exigent or emergent, urgent issue. Well, even more emergent than redistricting We need a never-again legislation to ensure that government is denuded from their ability to shut down businesses and to criminalize human breathing. I wrote 
an outline for such legislation. If you go to, um, I'm forgetting the title, but if you go to my columns, and again, you could always just Google Daniel Horowitz, The Blaze, and you then you click on it, you'll see the chronology of my articles, or you find one article of mine, you click on my name, then you'll see it in order. You go back to maybe, you know, five articles ago or so, you'll see clearly I have, you know, the never again legislation that should be passed. We also need legislation barring vaccine discrimination, barring any business from demanding that someone be vaccinated or be masked. Both of them are human rights violations. Again, you have to accommodate everyone with AIDS, with this, with that. I'm not going to have a carve out for something that is coming at the behest of government and is the most tyrannical thing imaginable. We're not going to have a carve-out. You want to end all anti-discrimination laws? We could do that. You know, I'm seeing right now as I'm just just uh, seeing uh, some of the news, Kevin McCarthy's reproaching Marjorie Taylor Greene for comparing masking to the lead-up to the Holocaust. Again, I mean, there have been Holocaust survivors that have pointed this out. I did a whole show on this. Public health was the tip of the spear of the Nazi regime. That your existence, your breathing is a threat to me. You have to wear something on your mouth. Believe me, that is. And now we're having, you know, segregating people who aren't vaccinated with an experimental vaccine. Yes, that is like the Nazis. I'm sick of the Holocaust patrol. Like, thou shall not mention the Holocaust in vain. You're not allowed to do that. You know, the left does that forever, and all these NGOs never have a problem. These stupid left-wing pagan fake Jewish organizations that have basically earned a living off the Holocaust and then run run around patrolling like hall monitors. Anyone who invokes and evokes the Holocaust, only they're allowed to do it when they want. So maybe I'll, you know, cash in my Jewish privilege here and say, hey, you know what? Marjorie... Marjorie Taylor Greene is absolutely in the right comparing it to that. We need to wake up before it's too late. We have a Joseph Goebbels. It's a government media complex lying about every single aspect. There's not a single thing they have said about this virus that has not been a lie. Not one. But you know what? Masking is just as effective as cow dung. And I don't know how effective the vaccines are, but they sure as heck are not 100% effective. You know, yesterday I was doing some research because you know, we were talking about those two Georgia counties that were cutting community service sentences for those that get vaccines, and they were complaining that Georgia's vaccination rate was low. And I was looking around, and Georgia's cases the last couple months are much lower than Pennsylvania, New York, Michigan um, uh, Minnesota, which have had a lot of cases relatively to the rest of the country recently, and some of those are near the top of the list of vaccinations per capita. So if you would put a scattered diagram of you know community spread, case spread, cases uh, the last few months, and the vaccination rates, you will find zero correlation, just so you know. I'm not saying there's no degree of temporary efficacy to anyone, but it ain't 100%, that's for sure. You are being lied to. Now, in the remaining time, I do want to shift gears back to crime. As I mentioned, this is the one-year anniversary of the breakdown of 
all law and order, all social norms. Um, we established that because of George Floyd, who was heralded as a saint, somehow it has to do with race, even though even the attorney general said there they had no racial evidence of racial animus in that entire case, nothing to do with anything, that therefore black criminals are now a protected class. Well, a year later, we are now seeing the devastating, devastating results. There is a 108% increase in murder in Minneapolis. Um, 108% increase. And again, it wasn't starting in the months before. It was starting afterwards. It was all because of that. We now see this is happening everywhere. We quoted yesterday the, the increase in crime in Atlanta, which is terrible. Like 95% of the homicide victims, or there might have been shooting victims, were black. Black Lives Matter. Very interesting. Fox reports that 31 people were shot in New York City over the last weekend. Um, one victim, a 34-year-old woman, was eating at a restaurant and was hit in the face by a bullet fragment during a shootout. New York Daily News reports that a 31-year-old man walking past the restaurant with his wife was also shot during the same incident. And again, these people are never going to get justice commensurate with what they suffered. Over the past week, there were 50 shootings in New York City. That's a 257% increase from over a year, year ago. The subways have become a cesspool. You can't even travel on them anymore. And again, it's a mixture of BLM. Well, it's all BLM. It's all their agenda, but it's a mixture of the anti-policing and the anti-sentencing. Anti-prison. The jailbreak that I've been warning about single-handedly. Nobody focuses on victims of crime. As I've said, as we create these um, teams, these strike force teams in each state, I want to have a committee dedicated to victims of crime and legislation getting tougher on, on criminals. And we're going to talk about different ways we do this that is definitely going to be one of my top agenda items to work with each team leader because this is happening everywhere. You talk about the lie of coronavirus and the nature of the problem, what to do about it. The lie that we have an over-incarceration problem and we need criminal justice reform was just as dastardly, just as disproven by the facts and the data on the ground, and just as devastating in its consequences. Those are really the two big um, civilization destroyers that were unleashed on society this past year. The breakdown in law and order and the breakdown of liberty through COVID fascism. This is from, from the New York Post. Violence across violence surged across the Big Apple last week with a significant uptick in shootings, robberies, serious assaults, as arrests plummeted. Okay? The two work hand in hand. The total number of arrests during the week that ended Sunday fell 10.2% compared to the same period last year. Gun arrests plummeted 24%. It's funny, I thought New York City was very into gun control. No, it isn't. 
not unless you have a criminal record and are assaulting people with the gun, then it's an open carry state. Gun arrest plummeted 24%. Even a shooting, shooting skyrocketed 72%. You know, Jen Psaki was saying yesterday that, oh, it's a it's a gun control it's a lack of gun control problem but nothing changed in the gun laws if anything these cities got tough on it at least against peaceful citizens what has changed is the deterrent against police blm jailbreak and the lack of arrests that's what has changed i love the way one manhattan anonymous manhattan cop said this and um you know, this is very, very important because even my colleagues, most of them are focusing maybe on the policing aspect of it. And he said, quote, they could hire 10,000 cops, but it won't matter unless the politicians change the laws and keep criminals in jail. It's a very eloquent but simple statement. That is it. And that is what we need to ensure the bad guys are behind bars. It's that simple. Robberies were up 44.4% from uh, 205 to 296. Felony assaults were up 35%. Murder at 28.6% increase was actually the smallest spike. But it, you know, in raw numbers, it went from 7 to 9 that week. The worst trends involved thefts, grand larcenies, stolen vehicles... Crimes in the transit transit system were were up a staggering 161.9%. Despite the temporary addition of 250 police patrols. You know, after the MTA and union officials demanded it. So that's where we are, folks. That's why abolish the police is a false narrative. Because it's not a matter of the police being physically present. It's abolishing the purview. Just like they didn't abolish ICE. ICE's personnel, I believe, is the same as it was under Trump. They abolished their purview. What they can do. Police are only there to block you from self-defense. So that's where it is. And by the way, you know, a lot of people try to blame this on, oh, it was the pandemic. Like, pandemic made people crazy. Now, it did make people crazy. The reaction to made people crazy. That's not where the violent crime came from. Hans Bader, he's a lawyer writing at Liberty Unyielding. There's a good article on this. I've I've done some pieces on this before. But he brings an inter- interesting point that the murder rate in London fell 16% all of last year, right? It actually went down. And, you know, London got hit very hard with the pandemic and the lockdowns. That didn't cause it. What about Italy? Isn't that where it all started? Murders were down 14%. France, murders were down 2%. Japan, now Japan always, the baseline is very low there. Because, believe me, they'll uh, lock you in a dungeon if you're caught doing crime. Fell by 10%. Then he notes, what about cartel-ridden Mexico? So we pick low baseline, medium baseline, high baseline, Mexico. 
murders fell by less than half a percent. It was basically unchanged, tracked with the normal rates. So um, that's that's where this is. It's soft on crime policies. It's very simple. That is what is going on here. Nothing more, nothing less. Raphael Manuel, we've had him on the show a couple times at the Manhattan Institute. In New York, the poverty rate in 1989, when you know things were really out of control in New York City, was actually slightly lower than it was in 2016. So it's not even a matter of unemployment and poverty. Um... You know, in Seattle, which is one of America's richest cities, the murder rate rose 74%. So you can't chalk it up to to that. You know, people were far more desperate in other countries where, unlike America with the printing press, they have the money to hand out everything to everyone. You know, in other countries, they really did do without last year, unlike us. They didn't have a crime spree. What it is is the perfect storm of BLM deterring the cops after several years of letting out the most violent criminals and then accelerating it, and then accelerating it more for COVID itself. But that's not the health part of it. That's the jailbreak part of it. That's where we are. It's minors where we refuse to enforce the law against them. And then again, even adults, no one gets locked up. And when they do, it's not enough. I, I, I rarely find a case anymore where I'm like, wow, that guy got what he deserved. This was a story also with New York Post. And this, this is a white guy, okay? Again, the jailbreak is across the board. Alabama pastor convicted of child rape it's from yesterday, released five years into a 15-year sentence. I love that. Five years into a 15-year sentence. Matt Charles Andrews, former pastor of United Pentecostal Church in Thomasville, was sentenced in 2015 to 15 years in prison after pleading guilty to multiple counts of rape, sodomy, and sexual abuse. Um, and these were kids between the ages of 7 and 12. Um, one girl says she was raped and sexually tortured. Um, and, and these were multiples. I mean, in my view, he should have gotten the death penalty. Life without parole would have been a baseline. But, nope. Nope. He was, um... And this guy was really sadistic. It's not like he touched someone one time. He was a serial rapist. Um, one of the girls said that Andrews raped her on her father's grave when she was just nine years old and vowed to attack her again if she spoke out. He told me if I didn't say anything, he would come back and put flowers on the grave. If I did, he said demons would come and get me from my bed. Dude, five freaking years. He had to register as a sex offender, um, so he's on the registry. His convictions are first degree rape, second degree rape, sexual abuse, sodomy. 
Walker was credited with 783 days. That's more than two years. The time he spent in Clark County Jail prior to sentencing. But even with that taken into account, he only served, that would just bring it to maybe seven and a half. That's, that's half of the sentence. So, there we go. Andrews reportedly submitted a request for a sentence to be reconsidered in January, citing diabetes and medical attention he needed. Um, so it's not clear exactly how he was let out. But folks, this is in Alabama. Alabama. And by the way, that cesspool of a legislature there they're obsessed with criminal justice deform. They're obsessed with jailbreak. Every one of them. Heck, they're worse than the New York and California Republicans who, because they're in a minority, they oppose this stuff. In Alabama, that legislature is obsessed with jailbreak. It's out of control. Out of control. A guy like tortured and raped a number of young girls. Five years. Include the jail time, seven and a half. How does that happen in the state of Alabama? I could tell you that wouldn't have happened the previous decade there, but now it does. The pendulum has swung back the other way. Look, there's tons of these cases I could focus on. Um, Unless something changes, we will focus more on some of these crime stories tomorrow. But this is what we need. Um, We do have Alabama team leaders, one in Mobile, Alabama, one in Central Alabama. Um, We could use a little bit more help. We are setting up our faculty training as well there, but this is going to be a big, big issue there, big issue to to push. Folks, sign up at conaction.network. Again, we will have a .com website up very soon. Looking forward to it. There will be a place where you could donate to our Liberty Strike Force teams. But remember, we got to get the truth out. Lies are changing human behavior. Whether it's crime policy, whether it's freedoms from COVID fascism, we need to get the truth out. You need to send this show to all your friends and relatives. Thank you for giving us a five-star rating. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all, and thank you for listening.